Week seven, day five, the importance of place and being. This is being read to you by Justin Redimer, the director of men's ministry at Three Crosses Church. Psalm 135, verse 19. O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion, he who dwells in Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Psalm 137, verse 17. To him who struck down great kings for his steadfast love endures forever, and killed mighty kings for his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever, and Og, king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever. This week, we have seen how God's salvation leads to a journey back into his presence. Max talked about finding our way home when we are lost. Pauline helped us walk through the Hallel Psalms, which commemorate the journey of the Exodus. Kelly and AJ guided us through the journey that we experience when we meditate on the Torah. Then Buzz challenged us to read the Songs of Ascent, to rehearse the journey towards God's temple in Jerusalem. Each journey ends like today's section of Psalms begins full of praise that God delivers us and leads us into his presence where we are known and loved on an unfathomably deep level. The other day, while teaching my Hayward High seniors on Zoom, I asked them a simple question. Could they give me the names of 10 plants that grew around where they lived, whether in a Cherryland row house or Second Street apartment complex? I was trying to see how connected they were to the natural world all around them. The responses I received were almost entirely, no, I cannot. I then asked what they did when they left their homes and walked down the street. Would they simply see every type of tree, whether deciduous or coniferous, whether fruit or nut, whether black walnut, oak, or eucalyptus, and think, tree, tree, tree. Would they stroll past flowers blooming between the sidewalk cracks or in the corners of neighbors' yards and think, flower, flower, flower? It seemed so insane. The equivalent of walking past my neighbors and thinking person instead of Jeannie or Christy, Gerald, Dan, or Renee. And then I realized that in a society so dislocated by economic mobility and isolated by technological obsession, that very activity is probably a real experience in the lives of many of them, and it may be of you. We are strangers in a strange land, divorced from knowing not only the natural world around us, but the human one as well. See, I've been doing this for years, asking my students these same questions. Usually it regards the plant life around Hayward High, our place of shared reality. But the results are always the same. We are conditioned to not know the names of things. And yet, Scripture puts a primacy on naming. Names of places, of people, of things are repeated over and over again. God puts Adam in the garden and instructs him to go about naming the animals then realizes how immense a task it is and gives him Eve as a helper, a helper to establish being itself. Names matter. They help us not only identify the thing, 
but more importantly, our relationship to it and locate ourselves in the reality around us. And this matters. A God who acts in concrete ways within history is a God who is real. He has the receipts. And this realness is not incidental to him. It manifests from him. He is being itself. Because of this, we praise him, both for the memory of the real acts he has done and also for the promises of faithfulness borne out. A marriage is only understood from its end. What does that mean? It means that judgment upon something covenantal must be reserved to the end. Have I kept my covenant to my spouse? The attempt to judge it from within is misjudgment. It is trapped by the tyranny of the present. Yahweh literally, I am what I am, or I will be what I will be, has fulfilled his covenantal promises now and for all time. Since he is as he is, what he has done in the past to judge the kings Og and Sion for the nation of Israel, the house of Levi and Aaron, we know he shall do in the future. This is why the psalmist in 137 declares that just as the Edomites laid bare Jerusalem and just as Babylon carried the people into exile, the Lord would, according to the names of the things he has done, visit justice upon the enemies of God's people. This is the importance of names. This is why there is the constant repetition of Egypt and Pharaoh's impotence in the face of Yahweh's power. What kind of a God are you? if you cannot protect your own heir, your own household. And in defying God, these nations and their leaders orchestrate their own judgment. But for those of us who know God, our names have been written in the book of life. We are known by him. His steadfast love endures forever because it has endured forever. The nations make idols and become like idols. Knowing these names in their specific history, the scriptures and records of the holy book, Allow us to sing songs of praise in a strange land. Do not be discouraged, the psalmist is reminding us, in moments of darkness and despair with our enemies all around us. Remember his name, Jehovah, Adonai, Lord, Jesus. Remember that he has fulfilled the covenants he made. Remember the names of the people, the names of the places, the names of the past. Remember the names of his enemies, and the oppressors of his people, because just as he has cast them down before, he shall cast them down again. Remember, and in remembering, know that he is good and will fulfill his covenant with you. Our journey ends with a new divine perspective. We enter into God's presence, and we begin to discern the end of the wicked. We see that the wicked are like chaff blown by the winds of trials, whereas the righteous remain rooted. As a result, the life trajectory for those in Messiah Jesus is endless praise in the presence of the Lord. Malachi 3, verses 16-18 through 18. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Revelation 3, verses 5 and 6. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. 
He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Question. In what areas of life do you need to surrender your desire for judgment to God and adopt this new divine perspective? My challenge for you would be to finish this series strong, knowing that as a Christian, you are in God's presence right now, and you can rejoice that God will distribute true and final justice when all things are said and done. Amen. Amen.